This is the Pro Football Doc Podcast with Dr. David Chow. As a practicing orthopedic surgeon who's performed hundreds of procedures on NFL players and as the former longtime head team physician for the San Diego Chargers, Dr. Chow uses his insider knowledge to decipher injuries to a documented 95% accuracy level. He's the Sirius XM sports medical analyst and is quoted everywhere from Sports Center to NFL Live. More than 100,000 followers can't be wrong. Following him on Twitter, looking for his instant insights on injuries during games. Now, Dr. David Chow, the pro football doc. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pro Football Doc Podcast. I'm in Radio Row at the Media Center in Miami, South Beach. And uh, it's been a whirlwind couple of days. It's not even over yet. Wanted to do a special version of this podcast here. Apologize if the sound quality isn't the same, but we're on the run. Bunch of interviews from players, from the 49ers, from the Chiefs. Direct injury updates from Tevin Coleman himself, etc. And uh, some other fun, some other guests, etc. Um, so uh, let's first, uh, let's do the segment differently here. Let's do uh, the first segment uh, since they're the visitors of the 49ers and then we'll take a break the second segment the media stuff with the Chiefs and then we'll wind up with some interesting observations here's the tease I've had a nice conversation with Tua about his hip and with his mom and dad we'll update that in, in section 3 in section 1 here uh, the, coming up here the tease is probably Wes Welker uh, wide receiver coach uh, his uh, nickname and uh, I think you'll be uh, interested to hear that uh, we'll also talk to Tevin Coleman and Quan Alexander about their injuries then we'll move on to the Chiefs where we'll talk to the real pro football doctor and that's a tease for that so uh, let's get into it here we'll start with uh, some visiting team 49er interviews i hope you enjoy them so i'm here uh, san francisco 49ers media session with a beast i do a podcast the beast of the week yes sir quan alexander who returned in the same season Mm -hmm. from a torn pectoral tendon that ripped through as you were making a tackle Mm -hmm. tore it off the bone yes sir and had surgery yes sir and how many days when you returned to play how many days did i return Uh, like i think it was weeks yeah it was nine or ten weeks one of those yeah Yeah, i don't really keep up keep up with the weeks i just know you know once i grind i'm gonna get back to where i'm at when did you know you were going to be able to play this season uh once it happened they told me that i wasn't gonna be able to play they said they wouldn't be able yeah and you know i do this injury stuff on on, and i was like oh you're done for the season right i said that about jj watt right 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 and you both proved me wrong so and i'm happy that you did yes sir yeah and so when did they when did you realize that you could play and and return oh i realized when they told me i couldn't play <laughs> so that that really put a chip on my shoulder and my, you can't put a limit on me you feel me because I, I I heal fast and I put the work in and um I'm gonna get back when I want to get back and my mind says to get back I'm gonna get back and I did that put the work in and I got back quickly as possible are you wearing anything on it a brace or anything on it? Uh, I wear a little uh, the little sleeve, little on, sleeve, it, sleeve but it, on it it don't really like you feel me yeah. it feels well but um 
I can wear it without it. You feel me? But they just do it for um, precautions. Well, the, like the one thing mm-hmm. that makes it easier for, and it's not easy, right? Mm-hmm. No, you're right. Because you're out of football and the mm-hmm. whole deal. But your speed and your legs, that's all been there. Right, right, and you've right. been working out 100% on that. Mm-hmm. So this is not like you're coming off, you know, on crutches and all right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been able to keep yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's different, like, coming off from, like, a leg injury or something like that. You know, um, I'm still out there moving around, still walking. Sure. I ain't really sitting down all day, you know, like that. So I was still able to move around a little bit, keep energy going, blood flowing and all that. So, and now I'm here, man, ready to get going. That's awesome. Yes, and, sir. Uh, and did you subconsciously or consciously change your style at all? Like, okay, I'm going to more shoulder on this side. Versus, nah, no, I don't have I don't have time to think about this, uh-huh. like stuff like that during the game. So uh, I just be myself when I go out there and just let it, let everything out and just go play. Very inspirational. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Yes, Appreciate and good it. Good luck. Thank you, man. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Tevin, I'm David Chow. I'm actually a uh, orthopedic surgeon, former NFL team oh, really? physician. Oh, okay. So what I'm doing is kind of like the medical Mike Ferreira. Yeah, yeah. So like your last game when you went down as your arms held out to the side yeah. that's an anterior inferior shoulder dislocation that's locked yeah. that kind of thing so that's kind of what I do but did you know when it first happened that your shoulder's out of socket and you were just yeah. toughing yeah. it out trying to yeah. walk off the field yeah, yeah. I, I definitely knew uh, it was out of the socket because I felt it but um, you know what I'm saying uh, the cart was taking too long you know so I was in pain so I was trying to get off the field as, as, as soon as possible but but uh, when I got up and tried to walk, I couldn't, couldn't move. Yeah. And then, and then you finally got carted off. Mm-hmm. And then it was reported it took a while to get it back in. They do x-rays first mm-hmm. and everything else. Yeah, definitely. Uh, how long did that seem to you? Um, you know what I'm saying? I was in pain, so it felt it felt, it felt felt like it was a long time. But uh, when they got it back in place, it felt a lot better. No previous shoulder dislocations before? Uh, nah, yeah. This yeah. is the first one. Yep. And you got all your motion back. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Wear a strap and let's go. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what percent do you think you are? Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm still, still working on it. Still listening to trainers and trying to take it uh, one day at a time. Gotcha. Well, I'm, I'm expecting that you're going to prove me right because when it happened, and then I said dislocated shoulder. I said, you watch. He's going to play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, Thanks, man. I appreciate so, that. So prove me right. <laughs> Thanks, All right. Man. Yes, sir. Thank you. And with uh, C.J. Beathard, small world. I bet you don't know this. I'm sure you don't. I was a former NFL team physician for the San Diego Chargers. Wow. And my first GM was my grandpa. Yeah. Your grandpa. Bobby Beathard. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, Love him and your grandma. Uh, awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, the Hall of Fame is is awesome. Mm-hmm. What do you think about the Hall of Fame, your, your grandpa being inducted into the Hall of Fame? I mean, it was it was un- unreal. I mean, I remember we were over there at his house when uh, he got the call, and uh, it was just really cool. Something that, uh, I mean, I don't know how many people are in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't think it's many. I remember the number, but I, I, sure. I forgot. It, but it's just being able to be in that that small group of, of special people. Um, it's real special. And then getting to, you know, Kyle gave me a you know practice off when he got inducted, so I got to go up there to Canton and um, with my family and, and be there with with him when he got inducted. And it was just an unreal ceremony and uh, a surreal thing to be at. 
well, your, your grandparents are, are so special that, uh, like, you know, I hadn't seen Bobby and Christine that often, whatever, but they still were special to invite me to the Hall of Fame. So I, mean, I didn't make it because I had little kids and yeah, travel, yeah. But, but just, you know, they're just that, that good. He's just I mean, old yeah, school, looky in the eye. Exactly. He's uh, super humble, no ego whatsoever with him, and he's always been like that. Um, I mean, I remember growing up, and my friends were always talking about who my, you know, my grandpa is. And I, mean, I, I don't know. I just know he, he's, he's the reason I get to go to fo- football games for free and hang out at practice and stuff. <laughs> it, it never clicked until I probably got, you know, you know, freshman year of high school. I was like, man, my grandpa was kind of a big deal, you know. And uh, you never knew with how he was and how he acted. And, you know, he always, you know, go to my little league games growing up. And you know, it was just really cool. Regular guy. Uh, yeah. In San Diego, he just loves surfing. Oh, just yeah. Hang out. And, yeah. San Diego is his home. You know, his home. If it wasn't so expensive to live in California, that's his, I mean, that's where he lived forever. But uh, now he, he moved back to the Nashville area because all, sure. all his kids and yeah. grandkids live around there. So you got all that talent in the family. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. How's your singing? Uh, not bad. I, was, I used to be the lead singer in our band. Me and my two brothers had a band uh, back when we were, I was in middle school. And I was the lead singer and the guitar player only because my singer brother now played drums. You can't really sing and do drums. So he, so I was a singer, and, uh, and it worked out all right. And then I decided that football was my thing, so I just uh, went, went a different way and went the football route. All right, the next obvious question is to ask you to sing, but this isn't the opening day, so I won't. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, I would do that. Yes, sir. What's your favorite song to sing? How about that? Uh, definitely... Definitely with my brothers or, or my dad's. My dad's a songwriter, so uh, I grew up listening to all of his songs. And uh, there's just so many of them; it's, it's really too many to to say. And uh, I just I just love listening to my dad and my brother. Do you think having the Bethard last name made your football life easier or harder? I don't think it made it like uh, easier by in a sense that uh, anything, nothing was given to me. I think that being able to grow up around football, it helped me just develop as a player and know what I wanted. I remember being around Chargers camp and being around guys like Junior Seau, Rodney Harrison, those are my favorite players growing up and just really seeing how they handled themselves and, and the leaders that they were. And just at a really young age, it, it, it realized, I'm like, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to be like those guys and handle myself like those guys. You know what's strange and funny is like, Rodney's my guy and Junior was one of my best friends. He actually really? mar- married my wife and I. Really? He was the officiant that's crazy. the year before he died. That's awesome. And so what's crazy is, I'm only making the connection now. Mm-hmm. You were there, yeah. but I was there. It's crazy. We never I, mean, really I, was probably, paths, I was probably running around as a kid throwing the football. You know? No, I do kind of remember. Yeah. I do remember your name at the time, and I didn't yep. connect the two, but yeah, I I've knew got, Bobby had a big family, and there would be kids that would come, but that's that's kind of fun, funny, full it's, circle. It is crazy. I that mean, just makes me old. I, no, 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 it is kind of funny to think about that. I mean, it's, it's a small world. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate and it. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thanks. Great to meet you. So I'm here with Mike LaFleur at the 49ers availability. Did you uh, get your brother a ticket to the game? Is he coming? <laughs> he, uh, he is coming. I did not get him a ticket. 
uh, he was able to have actually some access to tickets. I'm sure. <laughs> so uh, yeah, him and uh, him and uh, my sister-in-law, Bree, his wife, are, are coming down, and uh, so we'll see him. Yeah, I know he's got some. Uh, obviously, we got our stuff going on, but I know he's got some things going on down here on Friday and Saturday too. But we'll be at the game Sunday. But he didn't make you buy buy his ticket for. Him. He tried, and I quickly asked that, and then he told me it doesn't matter. I'm going for free. So. <laughs> he's got a few more zeros. Yeah, 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 he'll he'll be all right. Did you have a friendly brotherly wager, like for pride or otherwise? You know, no, inside. No. no, I mean there was again. I mean that, that game was so much. It was the 49ers versus the Packers, and you know, in, in the regular season, I guess it maybe would have been one thing because we got to you know play each other or whatever. But uh, in the in the playoffs, there was one focus: is each team trying to win their game. Right. We didn't even talk about the other stuff. Sure. Very bittersweet. Yeah. Like he's super happy for you, <laughs> and you're super bummed for him. But right. you know, no, no doubt, no doubt. That's uh, that's the truth. I mean, you, you, besides when he plays the 49ers, or if it can affect the 49ers, you want him to win. You know, and uh, that's the truth. I know he feels the same about us. Except now he's like probably telling you, well, now that you beat us, you better go get the ring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know he. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll definitely be rooting for us, and um, you know, he's he's a good brother, man. He's always had my back, and he'll uh, he'll be ready to roll on Sunday. All right, thank you. Yeah. All right, I'm here with my guy yeah. from way back when, yeah. as a San Diego Charger, yeah. our free agent rookie, yeah. Wes Welker, yeah. wide receiver coach now for the San Francisco 49ers. Do you remember what you told me when you came through San Diego, the Chargers? I have no idea. What did I say? You did a Tom Brady. You said, I'm making this team. Like I, I, were, I had a feeling that was probably what, what it was going to be. <laughs> you yeah. probably told more than yeah. one person about yeah. it. Yeah. Now, yeah. from that, my next favorite story about yeah. you, you yeah. Is, uh, does anyone know about the story or call you Rudy? <laughs> no, no, they don't. They, they don't, don't know about man. the story? They don't. They well, don't. You want to tell the story? No, you got it. You got it. This is the version yeah. I have. So All right. Our boy, yeah. Junior, yeah. Sal, yeah. nicknamed everybody. Yeah. Body, body, body. Yeah. So yeah. one game, correct yeah. me if I get it wrong, yeah. Yeah. You, you, you go to, you, you score a touchdown, yeah. you kick the extra point, right. yeah. you kick off, yeah. <laughs> and then you go make a tackle. Right. And then he yeah. called you Rudy. Yep. And then the whole locker uh, room called no, you Rudy. No, absolutely. absolutely. How long did it stick with you for? Oh, dude. I, well, I think Junior was a main one that, that called me that. and Because uh, he couldn't remember any of his names. So no, I know, easier. I know. Well, Rudy, buddy, it all yeah. sounds the same, you know. So I have no idea if he's calling me buddy or Rudy or whatever it is. I'm like, I'm just glad he's calling me something. You well, know? You knew, I know they're calling you away. I knew yep. you were going to be a star in this league and play. Do you ever yep. think you'd be a coach? Ah, man, I never thought it would go to this point. But, you know what, after taking a year off from football, I was like, you know what, I want to get back into it. So, all right. So, you know what? It's been cool. I'm rooting for you. I'm rooting for the 49ers because of John Lynch. But I'm rooting. Hey, thanks, Doc. Well, that was fun for me to talk to some of the 49er people. Before I speak to Tevin Coleman or Quan Alexander, I think it's only fair I introduce myself as an orthopedic surgeon and having been in an NFL team position gives them a chance to say they don't want to talk. And uh, I think it's only fair. The rest of it uh, was fun to catch up with Wes, John Lynch, the San Diego guy, good friend, but I don't, I didn't chat with him. I said hello to him, but I didn't want to take media time away from all these guys who do it for a living, um, etc. But I think that was fun with the 49ers. So let's take a quick break and then we'll be right back with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs.
This is the Pro Football Doc Podcast with Dr. David Schaaf. All right, welcome back to the Pro Football Doc Podcast, Section 2, Segment 2, with the Kansas City Chiefs. A couple special things in this segment. We're going to speak to the real pro football doctor. I'm just Pro Football Doc. This is the real Pro Football Doctor for the first time ever on the Pro Football Doc podcast. All right, I'm here with Andrew Wiley here uh, at the Chiefs Media Availability. Everyone thinks that, wow, the Chiefs are healthy, there's nothing. But you guys have had a lot of injuries this season. You yourself, obviously, ankle and other things. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, there was a few games that really hit us hard this year. But like you said, uh, you know, we're healthy now. Uh, and I feel like that's the most important thing. But yeah, we had a, we had a few guys. Uh, that had to battle through some things this year. Well, you know, doing the little injury rankings uh, early on, you know, your QB playing through that high ankle and then your ankle and the, the whole left side of the line and the, the D line and everything, but you're get, getting healthy at the right time and yeah. that's that's what you uh, really want here. Yeah, like I said, I mean, we're coming we're coming into it at the right time. You know, everybody's uh, pretty healthy going into this weekend. Your ankle's all good? Yeah, yeah, I'm healthy as can be. <laughs> Translation, not 100%, but this is the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know, stepping up to the plate, man. That's what that's what everybody's doing. I got you. Thank you very much. All right, I'm here at Radio Row. Here is Jeff Schwartz, Mr. Media now. Oh yeah, lots of lots happening at Radio. Today's the first day where it's actually like people are here, so it feels a little different than usual. So do you agree what your brother said that you beat him up because you were bigger, and then he finally caught up to you when you were young? Well, we didn't physically beat each other, but like in sports, yes, because he was always littler than me. I mean, we were he was always tall, but I was just was big. I mean, like, I weigh less now than I did when I got to college. I mean, like, I was that big in college. And so I would, yes, I basically dominated him in sports all through childhood. It's probably why he's so good now. He's making up for it by being the best right tackle in the NFL. So is he uh, going to give you a cut of his next contract? Um, no, he just signed a new one, and I got nothing for it. But I'm, I'm hoping that he forgets I owe him for the Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> so we'll see. I think, I think if they win, we're good. If, I, if they lose, he's probably going to call me the next day and ask for his money. All right, so obviously Patrick Mahomes is great, and a key focus is that D-line for San Francisco. With no blitz, can they get pressure on Mahomes? Well, then they can get pressure with, with no blitz, but if you don't do it fast enough, then, you know, A, Mahomes can throw the ball, and B, he can escape if you do it too fast. It's going to be a weird thing for them where they have to decide, like, we got to get there now, or we have to kind of close the pocket in, constrict it over time, and as the hits pile up and kind of the plays pile up, we'll eventually get to Pat later in the game. So I'm really interested to see which direction they go, because, I mean, like, Pat leaving the pocket and making those plays is an absolute backbreaker. That's what kills teams more than just Pat in the pocket. It's Pat making those plays on third down, on second and long, where he's outside the pocket, throwing down the field, they're demoralizing. And so they have to eliminate that, I think, first, than just like quote, hitting Pat Mahomes. So are you going to do it with the standard rush? Or I think they have to, yeah. I don't think they're going to blitz very much. There you go. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah. I'm here with the real pro football doctor. I'm My moniker is pro football doc as a former head team position in the NFL. Nice. But you are the real pro football doctor. <laughs> when you uh, are done with football, what's your specialty going to be? Uh, my field of interest is emergency medicine. And uh, I've tried to start a residency part-time uh, after I graduated, but uh, it was too complicated. You know, the, the cord are too small, and I would put too much stress on my core, uh, my colleague. So... Uh, 
uh, I decided to wait until after football, but for sure emergency medicine. Any thoughts? Because emergency medicine has some overlap with NFL and on-field stuff. Any thoughts about being a team doctor and being on the other side? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Who knows? We'll, we'll see. I feel like uh, I feel like I would love to get some experience though in the emergency room though before. It's really a passion of mine to uh, to be down there and uh, and just to work that differential diagnosis in like stressful situation. And uh, I love the flow of the emergency. I love the teamwork in the emergency. So I would love to do that for a little bit for sure. Harder to be become a doctor or an NFL player? <laughs> uh, I mean, just to make it clear, I, I got my MD, but I haven't done residency yet. So I feel like there's a lot more stress that go on with being an actual uh, physician and working with all the responsibility and everything. Uh, so right now I'm going to have to stick with football because uh, that third and ten, uh, when you play away silent cadence and you get a really good pass rusher rushing the quarterback, uh, can be a pretty stressful moment too. Thank you very much. Uh, LDT really enjoyed talking to him. A super intelligent guy. Let's take a quick break here, and uh, we'll come back with the third and final segment, Injury Rundown, uh, my conversation with Tua, and a little bit of the media center experience on the Pro Football Talk Podcast. More now with Dr. David Chow, the Pro Football Doc. All right, welcome back to the Pro Football Doc Podcast, third and final segment. Let's do the injury rundown. Uh, injury rundown, Tevin Coleman, you heard it. He says he's going to play. I think he will play. Is he going to be able to run the ball? Yes. Will he be as good in pass protection? Probably not. Will he be a force in the receiving game? Probably not because his catch radius is smaller, but he's not that kind of back anyways. How many carries will he get? I don't know. How many touches? I don't know. I think he's going to be available for Kyle Shanahan, and it'll be a coaching decision as to how much he's utilized, whether it's a little or a lot. But I think he will play. I think he'll still have surgery after the season on his torn labrum. And uh, if you noticed in these in this podcast, I did not ask him technical questions like, are you going to have surgery or this, that, the other? Try to leave it fairly general. I don't want to quiz these young guys from an orthopedic perspective. Also, I thought it was really interesting, Quan Alexander saying that uh, he knew he would play when they told him that he couldn't. That's very telling. Is he really 100%? I don't think so. Heck, he's listed as limited in practice. But he's going to do well. He's going to be able to run, and he's going to be able to play well. So good on him. Good to see Chris Jones up and going. Not a ton of injuries here, but here's the way I think the game breaks down. It's all on the defensive line, both of them. The 49ers defensive line, if they can pressure Patrick Mahomes and get to him, with base defense, no blitzing, the 49ers stand a very good chance of winning. If the Chiefs defensive line cannot get moved off the line of scrimmage and eat up blocks and make plays and stop the vaunted 49er run game, then the Chiefs have a good chance of winning. I get it. The Chiefs, in theory, stopped Derrick Henry, but let me ask this question. Did the Chiefs stop Derrick Henry or the Chiefs defensive line, or did Patrick Mahomes? Derrick Henry had 68 yards at halftime, I think. 
that's about what he had in those other games where he had 180 and 200 yards. Derrick Henry gets stronger in the second half, especially the fourth quarter. That's where he gets all his yards. Well, in the second half, the Titans were chasing, and Derrick Henry only touched the ball three times. So was it really Frank Clark making good on his prediction of stopping him, or was it the Chiefs got out ahead? So this is why I think the D-line is going to be very important and will determine the outcome of the game. So far, it's you know, barely halfway through here. It's only Thursday but uh, at Radio Row, but ran into lots of people, lots of friends, lots of people. Had a chat with Melvin Gordon. Uh, no surprise, he kind of regrets his holdout a little bit. Talked a little bit with Jason Taylor, Hall of Famer, Doug Flutie, uh, awesome. I caught up with him some. Uh, spoke with uh, Tua. Tua Tonglevaioa and his family, or his mom and dad. The kid couldn't have been nicer. I was always rooting and pulling for him, and I'm rooting and pulling for him that much more. Super nice, humble, easygoing, polite. Mom and dad, same way. He's glad he turned pro, and I'm glad he did too. He's not going to throw at combines. I think he's going to try and throw before the draft. I mean, remember, his shoulder didn't get hurt, so he's going to be able to throw. How well is and how well he moves is the question. And as long as he doesn't have avascular necrosis, I think he's going to be fine. Will he have a 15-year career? I don't know. Is he going to get post-traumatic arthritis? Yes. But I still believe, and I believe even more strongly after talking to him, that he's going to be a top pick. Now, is he going to go two or three or five or six? I don't know. But I think he's a top pick. Uh, you know, GMs nowadays draft for the f- first contract, and I think he's going to be fine. Uh, and that, those are my uh, thoughts on uh, Tua. All right, you can tell it's long days here, uh, but we always end with a beast of the week. So we're going to do a beast of the week reprise. Uh, I got to see some of my guys uh, on the Fox set, Marcellus Wiley, the Lock It In guys, Todd Furman, Cousin Sal, Clay Travis, all guys that you've heard on the podcast before. But uh, also ran into uh, Chris Lindstrom, the number 14 pick in last year's draft, first round draft pick of the Atlanta Falcons. And if you remember, he was a previous beast of the week. And I asked him about his foot. And so we're going to make him the beast of the week again. He described the circumstances. He felt it pop. He continued to play 10 plays. He was just going to stay in there until he realized he was hurting the team that he really couldn't push off. And that's only when he told someone and came out. And that's a rookie. And uh, he's fine now. He's going to be strong. The Jones fracture has been fixed. But there's our reprise of the Beast of the Week, Chris Lindstrom of the Atlanta Atlanta Falcons first-round draft pick. All right, guys, thank you very much. I'll try and do my Periscope stuff, assuming the Internet Wi-Fi works. Thanks for listening to the Pro Football Doc Podcast, and uh, we'll chat soon.